Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The information on this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content is for general information purposes only. You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. How's your skin feeling these days? And if you're listening to this and you're in a place like Wisconsin, where I am, it's probably feeling a little dry because these winters here can be just so brutal. But what should you be doing to make sure that your skin can stay moisturized? And maybe you're dealing with you want to get rid of some wrinkles and fine lines and you have sunspots, but it's overwhelming. You log online, you go to social media. What should you be using? Well, this is Skin 411 with an absolute expert from Aesthetics 360. I want to welcome to the podcast Aaron Brillmeyer, the lead clinical esthetician, who's here to answer all these questions you've wondered when it comes to skin care. Aaron, thanks for being on with me today. Oh, thanks, Elizabeth. What an introduction. I, I think I could get used to that. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it's worthy because you are the expert. We have a mutual friend, Jordan, who told me about you, and I'm a fan of A360. I had a clinical facial there, and my skin has never been better since, especially because of your hyaluronic acid. And we'll get into all of that here in today's podcast. But it gets confusing for people, talking about facials specifically. People go into the spa for a facial, or they'll go to A360, a Medi-Spa, for a facial. What is the difference? You know, the difference typically is in the conditions that I'm treating, that we're treating here at a medical spa versus the conditions they're treating at um, a day spa so to speak. You know, when you go into the day spa, you're looking for relaxation. You know, the facial's nice, but you're really there for like the neck and shoulder massage, the hand massage. <laughs> uh, you're right. I mean, that, and that's all fabulous. But you leave with a glow and then maybe it diminishes after a few days to a week. Now, with a medical spa, we're seeing patients with rosacea, with acne, with um, advanced uh, signs of aging and loss of elasticity, and we're really kind of customizing a treatment plan to treat those conditions long-term. You know, when people come to see me, they're like, yeah, 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 Erin, I'm not here for the hand and arm massage. Like, I want results. I like that you say that because that's how I felt when I went in for the facial because I've done the spa facials and they're great and there's a time and place for all of that. But as someone that's now approaching 40, my skin has changed a lot and I wear sunscreen every day, but I have some sunspots and I didn't really know 
what order I should be using products. And I learned a ton when I was there at A360 about the correct order of things. And that is when I was introduced to your hyaluronic acid. So before we talk about hyaluronic acid, what is the order? What should people be doing? And let's keep it simple because there are people that get overwhelmed by this process. I mean, retinol, hello. There's so many things out there. It's like, what do I do? Like, what order? And you you get so much conflicting information. You know, the Internet is such an amazing resource, but sometimes it can be a hindrance. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm hearing this one thing from this influencer. My esthetician told me another thing. Yes. So really what I tend to recommend is to look and feel the textures of your product. So if, Wait, you know. Wait, say, say that one part again. What did you say? So you always want to work with the texture of your products. Oh, okay. I, I like to always start with cleansing. So you always want to start with a really clean canvas. And then look at the texture of your products. You always want to work from lightest to thickest. Okay. Now, it can get a little bit more, oh gosh, it can get a little bit more complicated when you're throwing things in like retinols and different types of toners and serums and vitamin C, which, right, I mean, I'm, I'm getting overwhelmed just thinking about it. <laughs> um, but I always start with a cleanser. You always want to finish with your moisturizer and your SPF. Now, what's in between? If you have just a handful of products, maybe you're getting a beauty box every month, you know, work from something that's a little bit more liquidy in consistency to what's thicker. That's just my general go-to recommendation. Now, what's even better is if I have patients that come in with their products or even pictures of their products, that's just like a home run. Then I can really give you an accurate what to start with, what to end with. Erin, that's a good tip to mention, that if people are going in to get a Medispa, bring those pictures and know exactly before the appointment what your routine is and what your order is so that the esthetician can help you to perfect it. That's a great tip. I hear so often like, oh, I think I'm using, oh, what is that? Hmm. And I'm like, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, you don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, so next time or even then I give out my email. I'm like, please send me some pictures of the ingredient label. I love, love, love the chemistry of skincare. Um, And it's so unique person to person that sometimes it's like, oh, actually, take this product out, let's make it a little bit simpler, or let's put this in. And it's, it's just like a big puzzle. It really is. Well, and I think the benefit of talking with someone like yourself, I learned quite a few years ago when I would go in for a facial, I felt like, oh, they're just trying to get me to buy products afterwards. Well, about 10 years ago, I was out of product, and I had some extra money in the bank, and I, I went in and I said, okay, I'm going to buy whatever you tell me to buy. I am trusting you with this. And what do you know? My skin totally changed for the better. I mean, this is what you know. This is, like you said, you're obsessed with knowing the chemistry behind all of this and skincare routine. So for people that are maybe apprehensive, listen to these estheticians. They, you are a visual proof of their of their product. Like they want your skin to look beautiful, not only because they want you to look and feel beautiful, but because it's a good endorsement for you. So why would anyone steer you in the wrong direction if they don't really want you to look and feel your best? You know, I always say I'm not a salesperson, I'm an educator. And you can definitely sense the difference as a consumer between a sales pitch and this individual really just wants me to look and feel my best. And you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, you are a walking advertisement for our our space, our facility, our treatments. And um, you owe it to yourself to look and feel your best. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because it is, it is true. And you just want to inform people. 
Now, how long do you wait to put these products on? And this is a selfish question I'm asking specifically for myself because my routine is, yes, I use the cleanser, and then at night I put on a very thin, I learned that the hard way, a very, very little bit of retinol. You don't need a big quarter glob on your hand, just a little bit. I put that on, and then I put on the hyaluronic acid, then I put on a serum, and then I, you know, I have the moisturizer. How long should you wait? Is it like 15 minutes between each one or until it's dry? How long? There's so much conflicting information about this. And typically, I only, when it comes to retinol, that's when I wait. Because your retinol is your powerhouse ingredient. It's giving you this kind of bottom-up exfoliation. It's incredibly anti-aging. It's exfoliative. It really just packs a one-two punch for everybody's skin, if they can handle it. But you know, less is more for sure. But when I put my retinol on, I typically then, if I can, now this isn't realistic for everybody, I like to wait until it's it's dry on my skin and then I'm not like feeling any sort of residual product left. Mm-hmm. Now, the more you kind of layer things on when it's really fresh on your skin, you're kind of cocktailing together and you might not get the best combination. Yeah. So you do want less is more, always less is more. And you do want it to be slightly dry on the skin. You don't want to just, uh, you know, put your toner on and then when your skin is still really, really wet, put your retinol on and then put your hyaluronic on. It just becomes this kind of um, scary cauldron of product. <laughs> and I think, you know, starting with less and then it dries a little faster and then, you know, you're not spending four and a half hours, you know, washing your face with your kids screaming in the background and, you know, dinner's like boiling over on the stove. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't need to be... Um, you know, a trial, but you definitely just kind of wait a little bit, let it get dry, and then your next product is good to go. And how often should people be exfoliating? Oh, so that really is dependent on just your personal skin type. Now, with scrubs, this is where it gets a little dicey because we, we use a scrub in the shower and it's like, oh my gosh, my skin has never felt smoother. And then the next day you think, well, I'm going to use that scrub again. And then the next day you use that scrub and then all of a sudden it starts to burn and tingle. So with scrubs, you really have to be careful. Two times a week tops. Uh, with a retinol, you maybe two to three times a week um, Mm -hmm. just to see how your skin responds. Like you said, a little bit less. You know, you don't have to do this big quarter glob, just a little bit pea size. Test it out on your forehead. Test it out on your cheeks. Um, But really, exfoliation can totally be overdone. And if you start to see yourself in the mirror looking really shiny, really tight, um, you know, like a real housewife, (laughs) you know, then... And then it's like, okay, maybe dial it back a little bit and just amp up the hydration instead. And the hydration is really important this time of the year. Oh, gosh. It's so, For so important. people that are dealing with dry skin, what is something they can add to their skincare routine to really up the moisturizing? This might surprise you, but I'm a huge fan of kind of non-skincare-based interventions. You know, Ooh. we always think, well, what, what, is my, what kind of serum do I need? What toner do I need? But sometimes it's, it's not even about the product. It's about the environment. So I can't recommend enough a humidifier. And ingredients like hyaluronic acid work by pulling moisture out of our surrounding environment. But if we don't have moisture in the environment those products start to kind of leach hydration from our deeper layers of skin. So I say, you know, make your skincare work better for you. Put some humidity in the environment, a humidifier at night, closer to your bed, 
is is just so amazing. And, you know, with forced heat in the home, some of us have radiator heating if we're living in older homes. Um, it just robs us. It totally robs us. Yeah, that's a, such a great suggestion. And I think about when you go and get a facial and they have the, the steam, steam going are, in there, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. They have the steamer. Usually they're temperature-controlled rooms. Yeah. They're warmer. Um, there's lots of misting. I mean, it really just serves to help your skin make the most out of any product that you're putting on it. Well, and I understand, speaking of facials, that at Aesthetics 360, you all are the only med spa in the area that offers salt facials. Yeah. What is that? So the salt facial is really our most in-demand treatment, and, and for good reason. I find that I have not met a single person who wouldn't be a candidate for this treatment. It's a three-step treatment. We combine a sea salt microdermabrasion, so it's not breaking the skin, but it really serves to help with amazing antibacterial benefit if you have acne. It helps kind of polish down some of those fine lines and wrinkles that we get um, with time, of course. You know, we can't, you know, beat the clock, it seems. And then we will work in a very light chemical peel. We'll infuse it with ultrasound therapy, which is just the most relaxing eight-minute massage of your life. Mm -hmm. And then we finish with LED light therapy. LED light therapy is a really wonderful skin-loving form of light. It just sits right above the skin. It almost feels like you're on the beach. I mean, I swear, sea salt feels like you're under the sun without any damage. This is like a beach facial. (laughs) It is amazing. So it kind of combines the relaxation of a day spa, but the clinical effectiveness of a medical-grade treatment. I mean, I cannot talk about that facial enough. I wish I was getting that today. I wish I was too, and I'm here. I'm like, and you're well, there. Wait, Charlotte, can you just book me in a cell facial? Yeah, right. Can you just put me down for that? Yeah, I'll be free at 1 o'clock. Clear my schedule. It'll be great. Skincare products, like we talked about, there's so many different options out there, and, and I know that people want to make sure that they stay in budget because it can get very expensive. Absolutely. What do you suggest when it comes to purchasing over-the-counter products at, like, a drugstore versus a medical-grade skincare. Absolutely. So this is where a consultation is really important. And I find that as a service provider, I really like to know what the products are, even over-the-counter. Um, I feel like it just lends more to my integrity as a service provider when somebody comes in and says, I'm using this full line of over-the-counter products. Then I know, you know, maybe some of those are, are, aren't so bad, but maybe some, you know, you should kind of ditch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. The thing with over-the-counter products is that they're formulated for the mass market. Either, either one of us can walk into a Target or a CVS and grab something off the shelf. There's no education behind it. Generally, it'll be pretty safe for our skin. And the active ingredients are really low because it has to be safe for everybody. Oh, got it. So now with medical-grade products or even professional products, I mean, these are a higher amount of active ingredients, so it requires education. You know, in the case of the product lines that we offer here, um, you, we cannot offer those without physician oversight. You know, if somebody were to come in and grab a retinol off our shelf, my first question would be, have you used this before? What has your reaction been? Um, have you used products like this? Because it does require a little bit more education. Now, the really interesting thing is with over-the-counter products, you need more of it to actually give you 
a substantial result. So you're buying it every four to six weeks. You're going through it. You're not seeing results. You know, with a medical-grade product, it could last you three to four months with the small amount you're using, and you'll see results faster. So when I think about budget, which is so important, um, it really kind of evens out. Yeah, if you're buying more product, even though it's a lesser price point, it ends up being what you would pay if you just bought a bottle of retinol or exfoliant or hyaluronic acid. So that is really a, a good point to bring up. Absolutely. And it's so, that's what I really like to factor in. You know, I'm not a big believer in having this 15 step skincare regimen. Um, let's kind of curate and tailor a really good regimen for you, something that maybe you're only purchasing three to four months out of the year, mm-hmm. and then you're not breaking the bank every time. Yeah. And I, I do have to say that any time I've ever purchased anything that has been suggested by someone like yourself, a lead clinical esthetician, I've never been disappointed. And if there's maybe an issue, if there's maybe one thing where it's like, ah, I don't like this, you're always quick to suggest, okay, then try this instead. Because sometimes there's a little bit of a learning curve and your face hat and skin has to adjust. Absolutely. And that's the other important part of the consult is, you know, when somebody goes home with this skincare regimen, I'm telling them exactly when and how to use it, how much to use. You know, this product might feel really amazing on your skin the first couple days, but it has a possibility to maybe dry you out if you overuse it. So two to three times a week, like we talked about with exfoliation. So there is so much more education than, you know, going into your CVS and grabbing a a retinol off the the shelf. You're like, it's just not working for me, but I'm going to keep using it. And then it just becomes, you're kind of just um, pouring more and more money into something that's just not working for you or with you. And you will never find someone that will regret investing in themselves. You have one face. Why not look and feel your absolute best? I'm telling you, I hear it all the time. Like, oh, I feel kind of bad I'm here. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you will never regret leaving the spa, the med spa. I mean, you really only have one skin. So, you know, love it. And think about when you look at yourself in the mirror. If If you really are loving what you're seeing, I mean, that... That shows itself in so many other places. It will change your mood. It, it can change everything about how you're feeling, and that affects how you interact with other people. So that's sort of the ripple effect of investing in something like this as well. Yes, and think about when you have a blemish and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, my gosh, I am wearing a hat, a scarf, sunglasses. <laughs> I, I thank God for the masks nowadays because oh my gosh. I'm not even taking this thing off before bed. <laughs> it's, it, you, it totally affects you, absolutely. Erin, as, as a mom of a teenager... I was talking with a friend of mine who also has a teenager. I have a son. She has a daughter. And we were saying, like, my gosh, if we could have been able to wear masks in high school, we were going through that awkward stages of braces and acne and trying to figure yeah. things out. I mean, in some ways, yeah, it can be a little bit of a blessing because you can sort of cover it up a little bit. You can sort of cover it up. And it's really lessening everyone's dependence on makeup and packing makeup on, you know, these inflammatory conditions like rosacea or acne, and which, you know, makeup is so fun. Uh, but my goodness, it. it it definitely can be, um, it definitely can't, it's not always the best when you yeah. have acne. So the masks, in a way, if you think about it, <laughs> have like this nice kind of secondary benefit when yeah. we're having a bad skin day. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. There are definitely those days where I appreciate that the mask can be worn. Erin, this is really beneficial, and you are good at what you do, clearly. You know a lot about it, and I know there's going to be people that are going to want to reach out to you and maybe set up an appointment, but the best way to get in contact with you is going through Aesthetics 360, right? 
That is correct. So I'm in the office Monday through Friday. So best to reach out um, directly to the office. Um, I'm actively taking appointments and new clients. Um, and so I just, I, I mean, listen, skincare is, the, is my life. So I am happy to help in any way I can. And we'll link everything up at 991themix.com. But the website is a360mke.com. Or you can find them on social at Aesthetics360MKE. Aaron, I am so glad to talk with you. Winter is definitely a time where people, I think, really notice how dry their skin is because we're here in a place like Wisconsin. But I'd love to have you back on the podcast, maybe when the seasons change and talk about what we should be doing in summer and then in fall, if you would be back on. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I'd love that. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks, Elizabeth. This has been the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening.